Everybody would have some capability of learning the trade, even yes. if they don't feel that they're going to master the art. You yeah. have to start somewhere. And it's not rocket science, right? right? Like not at all. Is is a great business on the out a business on the part of the business. Detail detail is great, right? And on the technical part, which is actually doing the work. It's not hard. Wings Mobile Detailing is completely reinventing what auto care means. And with that comes opportunity. We offer you a chance to leverage our five-star franchise business model. Hello, guys, everyone. Andre here with the Wings Mobile Detailing podcast or videocast. We're here today with John. John is a has been in business, in detailing business for, what, 20 years, John? Oh, 32. 32 years, 32 years. Wow, that was more than I even thought. 32 years in the detailing business we've been talking and we're gonna go over with a lot of experience that he has, a lot of insights from in his business. He's now, now franchising with Wings Mobile Detailing in Richmond location area, Richmond area. He's got his operations all running smooth with multiple vans of his, but we'll get to open up here and see more about uh, your knowledge. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and this is going to be on iTunes and Spotify as well. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, so we'll post everywhere on YouTube. Awesome. So when you started detailing, you've been 32 years in business. Correct. And I know you have experience with different types of employees. Oh, gosh. Some yes. ideas, tips. Sure, sure. Uh, you can probably, when an employee is calling you to an interview, you can probably read from their first word if they're a go or not. That's the first step. Yeah. And now, but going back on your uh when you were story for when you first started you didn't start detailing uh the first business that you were in oh no no uh, i've had multiple trades but i started detailing effectively 32 years ago i sold insurance for many years and uh, uh had side jobs if you will i worked part-time for some auto washes and that kind of thing never a, a true car wash but a lot of used car Yes. Sales that needed somebody to wash and wax their cars and keep them clean. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I gained a lot of experience early years. Yes. And I would venture to say between maybe 18 to 26, 27-ish. Yeah. Um, and I would say probably intermittently, probably six months out of the year or part-time type of status that I would clean cars. Yeah. So uh, my first day with a buffer, the fellow at the used car lot had to give me all the instructions because the very first thing he said was, if you push too hard or too much compound, you could take the paint off. Mm -hmm. So of course, being young and naive, yeah. I wanted to make sure I followed all the steps properly. You know, messed up a car. Yes, yes. Yeah. But when I first got through it and he instructed me and I did a few cars and I saw the luster of the paint surface mm -hmm. to the top and just see a beautiful shine come about, it developed a passion. Uh-huh, yeah. And then from there, I built on that passion. Awesome. Yeah. And and this this experience, guys, that he's, that John's talking about, is not the type of repetitive experience that I sometimes mention on the show. Uh, the, he has new experience. For all these years that he's been in, he's, you know, growing his business, actual growing his business for these years, and gotten to, how many how many events did you got to? That you're right next? now, five. Five. Yes. Five five vans going out. Yeah, and if you're familiar with Charlottesville, there's two in Charlottesville. There's one in Waynesboro, Stanton, uh -huh. and the remaining here in Richmond. Uh, amazing. Yes, yeah. and we we, all, we started in Charlottesville. Yeah. And then drifted off because per capita there were more cars in Richmond. So, mm -hmm. um, 
we uh, decided it would definitely be a good market. Yes. And, and before, before the detailing, you were in sales. I mean, everybody's in sales, I guess, right? We we're all selling. Sales specifically but, in insurance. Uh-huh, yeah. I was in a three-piece suit going out there visiting with customers. Uh -huh. Now I'm in a t-shirt and jeans making more than what I was in insurance. Oh, yeah. But you, and you were good in insurance, didn't you? Yeah. I loved it. You were great. <laughs> yeah. I, I have that gift for gab, they say. Uh, that's awesome. So. That's awesome. And very, 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 very wise as well. I can tell from you uh, oh. and genuine. So that, that's 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 definitely a great point because we're a lot of times we can be around people who they can they can have more of a extrovert attitude, but they're not in necessarily genuine in a way. So I, I really appreciate that. Absolutely, it's, that's awesome. Uh, so in sales, in the insurance sales, what's the story that you're telling me, if, if you don't mind? sharing how it went about yeah so I was in a specialty market uh -huh. uh, the contractors we would insure uh, as well as the building owners because they specialized with asbestos removal which is the f fibers that are found in insulation in older buildings usually uh -huh. Pre-1980, so they'd have to contact us. I was with AIG, which is American International Group, uh -huh. and uh, we'd have to sell them the policies, but the policies would be on the low end of $400,000 a year to millions, 10 uh -huh. million, 20 million. And uh, so I found, the, oh, it was great energy, if yeah. you will, to be able to negotiate a deal of such large capacity. And I'm a ham, so I wanted to eat it up anyway, you know, and yeah. just negotiate and get that check to bind the coverage. Yeah. And so as I was and telling there, you, what, how old were you? 26, 27 at the time. So um, getting to this, I was very comfortable. Um, I love the lifestyle of selling for an insurance company. Uh -huh. um, it felt like a lot of power to it. Um, but the best thing is sharpening the skills, becoming a better negotiator mm -hmm. through the power of selling, Anthony Robbins and sorts, and uh, the principles of the company, recognizing my achievements at a young age. I mean, yeah. 27 years old and you're bringing a million dollars of premium, I'd only wish that all went to me, but <laughs> I got a very small yeah. portion of that as, yeah. as a commission. Well, as oh, so the combination, I have the sales mm -hmm. now and the skills of having to wash a car. Um, like we were talking earlier yeah. about buffing a car. Yeah. And that was about the limit. That was yeah. about the limit of special skills I had by that age. Uh -huh. And you closed that deal with the with Oh, the yes. Uh -huh. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and then it was time to go out and celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> and then go to the next one. Yes. And, and, and then you moved to, de uh, to detailing after you went to, and you were in Palm Beach, you said? Palm Beach, uh, Florida. Florida. So my, mm -hmm. my, per se career in auto detailing really commenced there. Uh -huh. So Palm Beach is um, a very exclusive community in Florida. Yes. Uh, High-end vehicles, Rolls Royce, Bentleys, um, Jaguars, Porsche. Um, those are the higher-end cars, of course. And then yes. I had contracts for limousine companies where they would, and interestingly enough, there's a very prominent resort on the island of Palm Beach known as the Breakers. Mm -hmm. So this is where the rich and famous would go and take their families, um, musicians included and actors, yeah. actresses, for the tune of a thousand plus dollars a night. Yeah. But downstairs, um, they had limousines and they would run you from the Breakers Resort up to the local supermarket 
for 40, 50 some odd dollars a run. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to go to the Catholic Church, St. Edward's, maybe 50, 60 dollars. And I was contracted by them oh, okay. at an hourly rate to do them. Uh -huh. And then after six months or so, I believe it was salary. And so they, kind of a, like an employee in a way, yeah, working for them. Exactly. Uh -huh. And now I'm really sharpening up the skills because I've got more volume coming through. Yes. And uh, I was uh, doing some touch-up paint on the limousines when they get scratched, uh, but a lot more intensity because they have to be perfect the way they roll out for the yes. customer. Ownership of the limousine company pretty much raved about the quality of service. Mm, and yeah. I'm a little more humble, so I kind of question, are you sure you're really happy with this? You know, yeah, I want to yeah. make sure, you know, I, I understand you're spending a lot of money, but um, a little bit of insecurity by myself because it wasn't originally my forte. Uh -huh. But when they kept saying, different people kept saying, wow. You start to get your confidence up. <laughs> yes, it's looking Definitely. great. Yeah. And that, it, it, that actually was a big drive, Andre. Uh -huh. The confidence. I yeah. knew with others saying what a great job you're doing and i hear that and it's reinforced of course it affects your self-esteem your self-worth your yes. values so then i had and that you confidence have more, you have more when, when you get to a point because everybody starts in detailing concern that exactly. they cannot you know provide a great service and i think that's where the problem lies of you actually acquiring services selling services exactly. and acquiring clients right right uh -huh. and i don't think it would be everybody as you know a select few may feel that, uh -huh. but then there's always room for improvement. Everybody would have some capability of learning the trade, even yes. if they don't feel that they're going to master the art. You yeah. have to start somewhere. And it's not rocket science, right? right? Like not at all. Is is a great business on the out a business on the part of the business. Detail detail is great, right? And on the technical part, which is actually doing the work, it, it's not hard, right? I, I'll be honest with yeah. you. Sales is about money. Yeah. But I enjoy the feat of having to tackle a car that's uh -huh. problematic. Because if I could make that car and get the customer's kudos after I'm done, yes. it's a home run. It makes me feel terrific. Yes. And, and, that, and the likelihood is I wouldn't have to resell them because they're going to come back to me anyway. <laughs> yeah. and, and what I love about the, part, the business of detailing as we were uh, talking about clients being happy, it's because... There are certain industries that the clients will bring their car to you because they're forced to, like a mechanic, right? Right. Like, oh, my car broke down. Shit, I got to take my car there. And then as a detailing, they are, I want to take my car there. They're happy about it. The technical part, I always say that, uh, this, the technical part of doing the job itself mm -hmm. is also nice. It's, no, it's great to detail cars. A lot of people enjoy car right. guys. So it's great on the employees to have employees in this industry. Clients, they are happy with you. You provide a great service. Right. They're even happier. Mm -hmm. They tip, and it's lucrative. Oh yes, <laughs> which is important. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the best part of all, lucrative. Yeah, that's what any business got to think about. That exactly. And so, and so, John, from there is when you learned being in that business. So, what was your process? I I definitely want to like a clear view of your process from leaving that limousine company or, or detailing those cars to, hey, now I saved a certain amount of money and I'm going to start my own business, but I don't have clients now, so, or did you already? Well, that is very interesting. So.